What's up, everybody? I'm here with my new friend. Who are you and what do you do? My name is Leticia Vasquez, and I do all kinds of things for folklore, Mexican folklore. And so basically, the one thing that I have been doing the most is about Day of the Dad. So I do the Day of the Dad Columbus. I have been doing this event or festival since 99. It started with three people, and last year I think we have about probably 2,000 or something people. Oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, ask me about Day of the Dad. That's my thing. I love it. No, I'm very excited, and we'll talk about other folklore as well. So, um, is the, the events happening this year? Well, this year is going to happen virtual as everything is going to be virtual. We are going to be videotaping the ofrendas. We're going to have a big ofrenda. And so we will also have our exhibition. And we have different uh, people performing, uh, like a singing, Aztec dancers. But the main thing is the, um, the ofrenda. You know, because that's the main thing. And we do big puppets made in out of uh, cartoneria, you know, what people know as paper mache. But basically, yes. yeah, paper mache is a different technique, really. Uh, so cartoneria is the one that we see most of the times. But I don't know why we call it paper mache. Because paper mache is more like a when you you have to ground the paper and it's uh, it's a long process and then you know you kind of have to put glue and squish and it, it kind of making some kind of dough yeah it, yeah and cartoneria we were layer by layer of paper so we made the the we build the skeleton if you want to call that and then we we start working with papers, layers, layer by layer, and then you form whatever you wanna uh, do, like a, a lebrije or a skeleton or a skull. So that's cartoneria. And yeah, that's awesome. We do that every year. We we had like a small workshops. We have volunteers, and everything that we build, then we show that at the day of the dad. Columbus. Perfect. So, um, what's the history of Day of the Dead? Like, where where does the where do the traditions come from? Well, basically, um, the you know Day of the Dead is so complex these days. But we've been trying to educate the people about how we follow Day of the Dead, and we try to bring the original tradition for the Aztec times. And basically, we we talk about the uh, cycle of life, like living and dying, and living and dying, and you know the seasons. Like you start in winter, and how everything is going. It seems like it's dawn in, in, inside the earth, and everything is like if you are in, in a place which you have a snow. It seems like everything is that but basically the life is inside and then you come to a spring and you start to see 
the little flowers coming out or, or the little the leaves coming out and then you have summer right and then you have uh, fall or autumn and, and then you see you know all the cycle and basically that that is the static point of the Aztecs they believe in living and dying as a circle of life and for that point we don't or, or they, I say we because it's my culture right so um, we don't believe that it's something that you have to be afraid of so in the Mexican culture there are so many uh, ways to celebrate you know the life but we always include the skeletons we include the skeletons and we include the skulls and that's part of our life we don't we don't see this something like a, a scary thing um, uh, comparing with the traditions of Halloween that they they used to be a different thing right but now with the marketing and everything Halloween seems to be something to be scary which uh, I understand is not that the point and, and I understand that Halloween also had a different belief of uh, in, in nature right going with the nature so it's the same with Aztec culture that they will honor the skull because <clears throat> the skull is the only thing that will kind of go further, if you if you want to see as a material thing, right? But they always talk about well, the point where you die is the initiation of a new life. So they really didn't uh, were scared. They were not scared about dying. And so with the day of the dad celebration, that it was actually celebrated in the Aztec calendar by the time of this calendar, it will be by the end of July, beginning of August. And it was for 20 days. So they will celebrate 20 days of this basically circle of life. And they will celebrate the little kids and they will do different kind of offerings, uh, like flowers, paintings on the um, in the areas where rivers were. <clears throat> but the food was very important for for little people, for older people, and for um, uh, people that were, you know, the 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 people, the warriors that were in the army, you know, people that were fighting. If if you die when you were fighting if you die when you were giving birth all these kind of different uh, people in different ways of dying like if you draw in the river and you die then you will go straight to the the place of where you will be resting <clears throat> and all these different uh, uh, people that they will be remembering the offering was always uh, including food. And then we think about the tamales and the tamales come all al along that way because um, it was their way that they will keep the, the food fresh. So wrapping the, the food in a leaf and they will place different kind of tamales, different kind of foods uh, as an offering. And then they also will offer um, 
some like a corn or calabacitas, zucchini, things like that, that they will have during those times. And um, as the life, you know, progress um, and continue, um, we include other uh, kind of food, right, in the offerings. But it was very, very interesting to see uh, how the celebration is, it has changed, but in a small places in Mexico, around Mexico City and say Michoacán, um, there is a place called Miski in Ciudad de Mexico, Mexico City, that they keep the traditions very strong and it's beautiful to see all, all these uh, offerings, people going to the cemetery, and you will always see the little uh, skulls. And the skulls these days are made out of sugar and made out of uh, chocolate. Others are made um, out of amaranth. Amaranth, it was the first way that people will make the, these kind of skulls. But the funny thing, it was almost like a little body, like a, almost like a, not exactly like a skeleton, but it was more like a little body made out of this seed that is popped out like a popcorn, you know, the amaranth, it's very mm -hmm. small. Um, these days they make candy. So during the celebration of the, of the dad in the Aztec time, they will make this little body out of amaranth and then they will uh, cut a big uh, tree and a particular tree where they will stand the tree and have people dancing almost like uh, the voladores de papantla, the ones that, that fly around that you can see in, in Veracruz. And the, the one thing is that young, younger men will go up to the top of this um, stick uh, or trunk that it was cut out out of the, the tree. And in the very top, they will place this little piece of amaranth, uh, like a body. And the first one that got to the top will throw that out and all the people, you know, it, it will break out on, on the ground and people down in the ground, they will take the little pieces and eat the pieces. And so they, they, the stories say that, but, but those times when the Spaniards came to Mexico, they say that they saw that these kind of bodies were made out of amaranth and glued together with, um, the uh, some kind of sugary like a honey but coming out of the maguey but that particular piece of body also had human blood which i'm i'm not sure if that happened or not mm -hmm. but it was something like a almost like a take the the when you go to the the church and you take the the sacrament so that was the meaning. And so with that say, the Spaniards were terrified. And they abolished not only to have the amaranth, but they went and they burned out all the amaranth fields. Oh. And it abolished for many years. 
Um, and then probably after many years, it, it came up again and around Mexico City and in Mexico City, it's very, very particular that you find these particular candies made of the emerald with honey, which now is, is sometimes is made out of piloncillo, which is some kind of uh, compact uh, sugar, brown sugar. And well, it's, it's kind, it's, it's a different process, but um, it's delicious and it has a lot of properties. And even the astronauts, I guess they take in this particular amaranthine to, to the space because it has a lot of proper, pro proteins. So the one thing is that the amaranth also will give you a lot of energy, but these days, now in Mexico City, they started probably about 20 years ago, they, they start to make again this skull out of amaranth. And it's very, very interesting because after when you go to the church, the Catholic church, outside the, the Catholic church on Sundays, they will sell this particular candy. So if you wanna, you know, remember the Aztec time, you buy your little piece. Many people might not even know now that it was that kind of uh, blessing to eat that particular candy. But so all these things are around the day of the dad and all the elements, right? The, the food, the amaranth, it was a very uh, spiritual uh, plant. Um, people will go also and, and, and take care of the fields. And it was very, very particular and maybe because of all the ritual that was behind. But then you will make the skulls. So the skull is something that is honorable, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you see, for example, when you, when you see the different levels to go underground for the levels that... Um, the Aztecs thought that they had to go underground to get to the Mictlan, which is the place of where you will be resting and all these things. And in the Catholicism also, you will see different uh, things that you go to, I mean, that you have to pass right by to, to get to heaven. And so another particular thing for the Day of the Dead that people might or not know is the cholo squinkler, right? The cholo, the dog that people see at the movie of Day of the Dead, the Disney movie. Um, oh, Coco. So, Coco. Mm -hmm. So that particular dog um, is a dog that in the Aztec times, um, they will have it. But there, there are several uh, kinds Oh, it's not just one kind of dog. Some are smaller, others are bigger. But um, as the Egyptians, that reminds me a lot of the Egyptians because remember the Egyptians, they will take uh, teens with them uh, when they yes, die. Yes, put them so, in a sarcophagus. Okay, so the Aztecs, they will put things also for them. Um, you, you know, so one thing will be the food with tamales for the, to keep them the food. And many times they will also put uh, the cholo sprinkler, what kind of cholo sprinkler uh, dog, because it, it was thought that in order to get to the place, you will also have to cross a river and that dog will 
help it cross the river. And until these days, Mexican think that they have to have in their life a dog uh, and take care of the dog. So when they die, they have somebody to help them to cross the river. So that's very interesting. And, and then we have a different kind of, of cholo sprinkler that it was actually also for food, like a pork kind of thing, because we, in those times there were no animals to, to eat. And the, the basic diet was uh, out of beans, uh, calabacitas, corn, and peppers, peppers, like different kind of chilies. So, um, so you can imagine what they have in the offerings. And the lighting, it was particular, like um, we don't think about the candles because there were no candles as now. And the copal, which they will have different incense, and the incense um, were not used as in Europe. In Europe, they were used to cleanse because of the bad smell. But in the Aztec time, it was to call the spirits. So basically that was the difference. And so when you have an offering, you are opening with a incense. So you can call the spirits, invite the spirits to come uh, when you place your, your offering, right? right? So all these little things until these days are still alive. Some people might don't know that it was more than than one or two days. And what happened is that um, they had these 20 days, which was a one whole Aztec month, uh, 20 days for, for all this celebration. And it was one celebration that the Spaniards wanted to abolish, but it was so strong with the, within the Aztecs that they didn't give up. They could give up everything but that. So um, what they say, okay, let's move this to November 1st and 2nd, which is, you know, the calendar uh, for the Catholic religion of um, all saints. And um, I don't know, um, but so November 1st and 2nd. And so those days are kind of established now and you will see that is kind of way back for the real thing because the real thing goes around the harvest also. It's not only, because life, if you see life also is like a harvesting, right? Because you you are born, then you grow into spring, summer, and, and fall, and until you come to your winter when you die, right? But so they didn't do the day of the dead say in, in January, which in Mexico City is the coldest time, but they did it really in, you know, when, when they were getting, uh, say, all the harvest, when they were harvesting uh, zucchini and beans and things like that, it was at by the end of July, beginning of August. So, but people got accustomed now to celebrate during these times. Um, the one thing that, is still alive is that you if you come to places in Mexico City or if you even in the States um, you know with all this globalization and, and cross-cultural uh, expressions you will find a lot of skeletons you know you, in, in 
cartonería, you find all these skeletons or ceramic for skulls or the sugar skulls. But that's something that cannot be missed in, in one offering because it's very important to represent the honor of the skull, right? Mm. And, the, and the fact that, you know, it's a cycle, the cycle of life and you have the marigold. The marigold, it, it represents life and is, um, it, you know, it's kind of orange, very strong orange, but it's also the relationship for the aspect with the sun and the sun was the biggest goddess, right? So it's like a delight. Mm. So you have representation there. Of with, so when you do an offering, say for Day of the Dead, you cannot miss the, the flowers, the food, the incense, and of course the skulls or skeletons and some kind. And these days now we have portraits, but if you think about the beginning, they didn't have any portraits, right? You just think about, oh, what Juanita like? Oh, she like uh, probably mangoes. So I'm gonna place mangoes in the offering for Juanita. But um, so these days we have portraits and you see different portraits as in Coco, right? But mm -hmm. I think it's the meaning where you're thinking about this particular person. And in this movie, um, they, they had expressed the meaning, I think, very, very well, because the, the meaning is to remember the people. Yes. Remember people are gonna be alive, you know, once you don't think about these people, they they gone because they gone from all the the memories. Mm. So I I think um, in these days when especially with this year that is being so crazy, um, we have so many people to remember. But also I think it's important to remember our own life. And it's um, I think and I talk a lot about dying. And so my family sometimes is like, oh, could you stop talking, especially my dad? <laughs> okay, so you want me to die or what? I say, no, but what do you will like to, to have? Because, you know, for me, I always say, when I have my offering, please, I like uh, mandarinas. So I will like to have mandarinas in my offering, you know? And I, I think often about these things because I think it's important to know what we have done in our life, and also that would take us to what we want to keep doing and how we can help other people, especially in this time. So I just encourage, uh, I encourage everybody to, as they place their offerings for their families, also think about their own selves and, and think about what they have done, you know, through this year and how you know, helping others will be good because one thing that it was very specific for the Aztec is it was to be honorable. So that kind of thing of the skull also represents a lot of, a lot of things about your own person. In order to be honorable is, you know, you don't want to lie about anything. Uh, even if, if you think that you're going to hurt somebody, but 
you know, and those things were very strong, like, or oh, stealing or things like that, right? So mm -hmm. uh, those, I think those things are part of the school and the sugar school, if you want to say. Um, I, I do sugar school workshops. I always tell people, you know, think about who do you want to do this sugar school for or, or if it's for you and seriously when they when they finish i can see like they they tell me well i did it for my father or i did it for me but they always show part of their own selves you mm. know mm -hmm. so, so yeah but is anything that you would like to know in a specific right yeah no that was a that was a perfect explanation for you know how to celebrate the history of it i i learned so much from just that little just that bit that you know you, you kind of covered a lot but yeah i have a ton of questions now so one of my questions is um a big part of the day of the dead is honoring someone remembering them um using things like you know the flowers or things they like to either be representative or be literal and it's about it's kind of like this idea of you have two deaths right your physical death and then the death when someone says your name for the last time but are there people who are live their life not honorably? What happens to them? Do they want? Do they not celebrate them on Day of the Dead? Do they want them to be forgotten about? I don't think so. I I think there is people that <laughs> say. I, I I just think about one person that I mean that's the only person that well maybe there are several per people but one person that I think. Uh, nobody wants to remember is Hitler. Right? Yeah, <laughs> right. I've probably never seen an offering for him. But oh, we, have, I, we have some of those in the United States. They, they you know, I know you're, Mex <laughs> I mean, you're from Columbus, but you're in Mexico City right now. I mean, yeah, we have, we have a lot of people that would do that. Yeah, so, but I think that as much as we are more humble and as much as we are forgiving say the one thing i don't i didn't want to say this but some people don't like trump right yeah um, we have to respect each other i personally think that he's running many things but he is a human being and i think that i hope that someday he has a reflection of his own self for his own wealth you know mm -hmm. because um at the end, uh, I think, yeah, maybe some people will remember him, but for everything that he has done wrong, I think we, won't, we will remember him. <laughs> but uh, but um, I think we should forgive and, and probably everybody, the, the only one thing I think is Hitler that I, wouldn't make a offering for. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, I, even people, you know, we're very tribal, like, you know, people, even we think that we hate, we have to be able to show empathy for and try to see the good parts. And, and sometimes it's really hard for people, you know, like Hitler or Paul Pot or Stalin who, you know, killed millions of people, but most people aren't, the, aren't them. You know, a lot of times people today, if they don't like someone, they'll like compare them to Hitler, even though they're not genociders. And it's like, well, if you do that, you're giving yourself an excuse not to show empathy towards someone or not understand them. And if you want to change someone's mind, 
the first thing you have to do is understand them. Yeah, and you know, the other one point that I'm thinking now is, so the school was a piece that was very honorable, right? But also the schools were show at the plazas, say the schools of the Spaniards that they killed during the battles. <laughs> and from that point, um, there is a little sarcastic way to use the skulls during the day of the dead. And people might know and other people will be like, yeah, seriously? Okay, so in Mexico City, we buy the little sugar skulls at the markets. And then they have on the forehead a little piece of paper that you can place a name. Say, say I, I have a friend that I don't get along very well and then you exchange those in, in, say, in the office or wherever, but some people will give you some just as a gift, but some people would put, say, I have a Juanita that I don't like. So I buy one for Juanita, and I, uh, as I do that, and I put her, her name, it's like a, you have you know, win over this person. Mm, yeah. <laughs> because the other side of exhibiting the skulls of the people that you won over in battle, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so that's another, uh, yeah, people sometimes they don't know, but like, you know, you, I can give this to Juanita and she might not know that I, I represent that I won, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That I won it. So it's, it's, it's very interesting. It's, it's very interesting. It's kind of like, a, yeah, you can kind of use the skulls as like a, as an insult almost. That's very interesting. I never even, yeah, I don't think anyone, I don't think most people know that. That's very cool. So um, you're in Mexico City right now. Um, so I got to, and like, you know a lot about Mexican, Mexican folklore. Is the Day of the Dead getting more pop? I know it's getting more popular in the United States. Like it's kind of getting appropriated up here, but is it still popular in Mexico City? Is it kind of like losing popularity? What's the feel about Day of the Dead in Mexico? Well, in Mexico, in the central, you know, Mexico City and the Sovereigners are, it's very traditional. You know, if people are like, they going to the cemeteries. I was born in a family where, you know, it was very excited to get to the day of the dad and do the whole tradition. And like the cocotin, like, you know, preparing for and cleaning the area and going to the cemetery, made the tamales. So in Mexico City, it's very traditional to make uh, some kind of, uh, uh, it's, it's not like a squash. It's, I don't know if it's in a squash, but it's, big green squash if you want to call it and oh, pumpkin but it's green it's all green and then it's made in sugar piloncillo and that's very traditional so there are traditions that are very strong in this area but I feel that as the time passes and again with the globalization but also the cross-cultural um, actions uh, between Mexico and, and the United States, people, um, they want to remember and they want to, like Mexican people also, they aim into, to show this to their kids. But at the same time, when you have the marketing, you know, when you put 
the incorporating the, the marketing, you go a little bit out. And, and we, I mean, the people that folklore in the States, the United States, we really want to uh, pass the word and educate people about what is the real tradition because we don't want this tradition to end like a Halloween. As I, I, I believe, and I hear, I don't know a lot about Halloween, but I understand that it's a very nice tradition that has been changed marketing. So in, in the last five years, I think uh, Day of the Dead has become very popular, but it's not only like a, like a pink cake, you know? So we shouldn't have like a pinky representation. We, we should understand all these things that are behind, that the main point is to honor people that had passed, remember the people, um, maybe keep the traditions of the, the cooking, you know, all these traditions and different recipes, share that with, with the family and other people that are interesting because I always say, Day of the Dead is for everybody because we all gonna die, right? That's what I say. So it's not for one particular culture. And it's a very nice time to, for people to have a time to grieve. Also, that's why it's also interesting in, in the States because I, I think it's very particular that people don't really have the time to talk about uh, when somebody died about their feelings. And this particular tradition and celebration allows you to talk. And when you sit around an offering, you made the food for the offering and then you made extra food for your family. And you talk about these people or you talk about whoever you wanna remember. So, and, and you can laugh, you can cry and or, or have an, a time for yourself. And it's very interesting because in other cultures, they have at the same period of time, uh, they have these kind of celebrations in Vietnam and in, in different uh, parts in China also. They have a time where they, they've made food for, for their people and they have a, a particular day that they also, you know, have like a little uh, altar and they eat the food and... So I, I just think that the important thing is to, to honor and, and share with others. So hopefully it doesn't change that much, but mm. in Mexico it's very traditional. Um, so, uh, you know, we brought up tradition, um, but also the, the Spaniards came over and, you know, there was a, they kind of, uh, I, 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 they kind of like, you know, took over, took the Aztecs land and uh, so, but you know, the Me Mexican culture religiously uh, is, is very, very Catholic, um, very Christian. So what Christian and Catholic traditions meshed into Day of the Dead? Thanks for asking that. It's very interesting because um, as you think that uh, we are very Catholic, but it's basically it's almost when you have the cross and then in the back of the cross, you have an idol from the, and that happened when, when the Spaniards came, the indigenous people didn't wanna transform or, or change to Catholicism. And it was 
the, the sentence or the slogan or whatever you want to call it, it was, um, Chris will save you. But that the slogan was, it's, it's very, to me, it's very close for what happened in, in Europe uh, against the Jewish people because it, Jews will save you, meaning that if you transfer to the Catholicism, you will leave, otherwise I will kill you. Yeah. So, um, so they asked that some of them will say, no, kill me, you know? And some of them will say, okay, baptize me to, to the, the Catholicism uh, or Christianism, and then they will go to the church and actually put uh, small idols of their godnesses behind. And, and, and the, the Spaniards caught them like doing all these things. And some of the, you know, uh, there are different groups that came some um, Franciscanos, Carmelitas, you know, for the different orders of the Catholicism. Um, some of them, they were amazed about how they were organized, but also how they will uh, uh, have the dishonor uh, related to the sun, related to the air, and how they will be, uh, you know, so, not just honorable, but respecting each other and how important was to respect people within their, their groups. So they, these particular groups of, um, in, in the church, they will try to protect them as, until a point, you know, for that. But one uh, specific example is, for example, the, the Virgen de Guadalupe. Virgen de Guadalupe was placed in a mountain where the Tonantzin, which was a goddess, um, was uh, worshipped. So we have Tonantzin worship in this particular mountain, and then they, they came up with all this story about um, the Virgin of Guadalupe. Mm -hmm. but, and the Virgin, and, and Mexico City is very much about the Virgin de Guadalupe, but, but I think most people know that is the Tonantzin, and that's that particular vision of Guadalupe now is an icon for many people in the United States. So it's very, very interesting. Yeah, and um, you know, you, you brought up what happened with Europe with the Jews. Uh, it also reminded me of like the the Crusades too, where the you know, Christians tried to, you know, they they went and they tried to crusade the the Muslim people. Um, but really what wound up happening is instead of trying to eliminate each other's cultures, a lot of it kind of meshed. And like you saw, you see that in really a lot of Mediterranean culture, it's a mixture of European and uh, Northern African cultures, like with uh, Italy, Sicily, Turkey, Greece, like, the, you know, those countries now, if you look at them now, they really have influence from, from everywhere. Um, it has been great to have you on. I really appreciate you teaching me and everyone listening about Day of the Dead. Uh, where can people find you, your event? If you want to plug anything, social media, this is your time to do so. Yeah, so my name is Leticia Vasquez Smith. Look, you can Google me. You can do uh, Frida Katrina Mexican Folk Art. I share in there, in the Facebook, I share all the cartoneria. 
And also the Day of the Dead Columbus is a Facebook page and Latino Arts for Humanity, which is in Columbus too, Columbus, Ohio. Amazing. And I ask all my guests this before we, you know, before we sign off, um, just I want to get more people reading, get more people to learn about the subject or, or whatever you want, really. Uh, can you please suggest a book or say a quote that you love? Well, one part is uh, look the Latino Arts for Humanity blog. It's very interesting. But uh, Bernal Diaz del Castillo is an author that if you Google Bernal Diaz del Castillo, if you want to find out more about the Aztec culture and all these details, um, it's a very, very good point to start. So yeah, um, and, and be careful what you read about Day of the Dead because there are so many things that are not real. <laughs> well, yeah, I just, I just looked up Bernal Diaz del Castillo, um, Spanish conquistador. Yeah, and uh, he, he, wrote he wrote some stuff. Yeah, absolutely, great. Thank you so much, and uh, everyone enjoy your Day of the Dead, enjoy your Halloween, and uh, goodbye. Thanks, Leticia. Thank Adios. you. Bye. Bye.